1: Well, I told you yesterday we'd begin this national discussion on the diversity of lottery visa program. And as you can see, uh, it has, uh, taken off. It's an important discussion. The President of the United States, in my view, I salute him, has taken the position that that program needs to be abolished. And it does need to be abolished, as we said here last night. And I've done more research on this, and I want to present it to you in a moment. But it's very, very important. You'll see some websites now promoting the abolition of this so-called diversity visa lottery program. Uh, some hosts on TV, some hosts on radio. But I, I want to acknowledge those who actually uh, are professional, uh, who run websites, who uh, who have news programs, who have shows on Fox and so forth, for um, for presenting it honestly, as we broke it here on uh On the radio program, ABC News 7 mentioned it in one line in a a long news story, and I I looked at it and said, what the hell is a diversity visa lottery program? And as I was on air, uh, we researched it, and we came up with the information, we presented it to you. Uh, Also on the Hannity Fox News channel last night, um, I discussed it again because I felt this needed to be a major national issue. And of course, as we did the research, Chuck Schumer's name kept popping up. Now there are efforts today to protect Chuck Schumer, including by Chuck Schumer, but there are efforts in the Pretorian Guard media, there are efforts by never Trumper types like um uh, Jeff Flake to confuse the uh the legislative history. But there's simply no question Whatever they want to say about Schumer, the fact is he took an aggressive position and pushed hard to include this program in the 1990 Immigration Act. Others did as well, but he led the way and he gets the credit or the discredit, but there's no running from it. Uh, it is a little confusing white people are defending Schumer and defending this this program this program has been a concern for many, many years many, many years the Democrats controlled Congress, the Republicans controlled Congress and they never got rid of it they never got rid of it now of the eight people murdered yesterday two were Americans and six were foreigners two were Americans and six were foreigners now, this uh, subhuman cockroach, reports by Stephen Portnoy is actually a good reporter, as uh, as uh, posted by uh, Right Scoop. The federal criminal complaint against the the subhuman was read and verbally he waived his uh, Miranda rights. It says it says he was inspired by ISIS videos. He was inspired in particular by Al Baghdadi video. And he began planning an attack a year ago. He chose the date to do what he did yesterday, Halloween, because he believed there would be more civilians on the street for the holidays, so he would be able to murder more people. The FBI says that during his interview with law enforcement, the subhuman asked to fly his ISIS flag in the hospital room. He decided on a truck two months ago. He practiced with one that he rented on October 22nd. Um, Now, he's been charged with federal crimes. And one of the reasons he's charged with federal crimes is because state crimes are insufficient in some respects in New York. So he's facing federal terrorism charges. There's also a person of interest wanted for questioning in the terror attack. According to uh, news reports, NBC New York and others. The FBI and NYPD are looking to question a second person of interest. Um, comes a day after police shot and wounded uh, the subhuman in the first instance. And... Um, Let's see the information they're seeking. Mr. Producer, is this photo, the photo of the individual? I don't want to get this wrong. I don't want to read out somebody's name, although there's so many consonants, I couldn't pronounce it if I wanted to. Uh, But I'm not sure. Oh, yes, it is. The FBI released a wanted poster for, I have to spell this, folks. This is the first name. M U K. H-A-M-M-A-D-Z-O-I-R. You give it a try. And the second name, K-A-D-I-R-O-V. Makhamdat Zor Kadirav. Not bad uh, for my uh, Uzbekian uh, language. He's a, Uz- a Uzbek national as well. Oh, he's not been named as a suspect in the attack, but authorities are looking for information on the man and his whereabouts. M-U-K-H-A-M-M-A-D-Z-O-I-R Last name K-A-D-I-R-O-V Now, Uzbekistan has actually been a fairly friendly country to the United States. It is a brutal police state. It has a brutal dictator. It's over 80% Muslim. And... Uh, the dictator called the president or somebody in the administration today and offered uh, any help that, uh, that we need in the United States. So that's the up-to-date. Now, of course, the president of the United States is under attack today by the usual Praetorian Guard media, the half-wits, nitwits, no-wits at MSLSD, topping the list, the morning schmo and Mrs. Schmo over at CNN, the constipated news network, all across the board, uh, and the usual clowns over at uh, NBC, ABC, CBS, and AP, and the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes. They're very upset because the president wants to get rid of the diversity lottery visa program, which all of a sudden now is to be defended at all costs. And they're very upset because he he pinpointed uh, one of the main advocates for this law as part of the uh, 1990 Immigration Act, the current version, and that's Chuck Schumer. Now, frankly, that is a result of this radio program last night where we dug and we kept finding Chuck Schumer's name. And in fact, Chuck Schumer was an extensive advocate of uh, of this program and of including it in the Immigration Act. And he succeeded. Then along comes Jeff Flake with a tweet that says, hey look, uh, I was part of the Gang of Eight and this is one of the things we wanted to get rid of and Chuck Schumer was part of the Gang of Eight, so, so don't blame him. First of all, follow the illogic there. So Chuck Schumer was a primary, if not the primary advocate of... Uh, of this, in 1990, and he succeeded. According to Flake, though, the Gang of Eight, in that disastrous bill, such as it was, massive amnesty and so forth, uh, they would have gotten rid of it, and therefore, Schumer's not responsible. How is that possible? Schumer's still responsible for the act. As are others, by the way. The fact that he would join others in the Gang of Eight to abolish it while opening massively more immigration and massive amnesty uh, does not in any way nullify the fact that Schumer was one of the main sponsors, one of the most aggressive sponsors of this. Moreover, Chuck Schumer is the minority leader in the Senate. He was the number two senator, or number three, I guess, under Harry Reid when they controlled the Senate. Uh, has Chuck Schumer at any time introduced legislation or supported legislation that would have abolished the diversity diversity lottery visa program? No, he hasn't. So look to the, look at how, look at the extent to which, uh, the media, And these political frauds are willing to uh, contort themselves to rewrite history, to protect Chuck Schumer, in some ways to protect this act, to trash Donald Trump. And by the way, I get trashed too in the Washington compost. I am a radical conservative. I am an extreme conservative. I am a right winger. And of course, uh, according to the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes, all of those of us who support upholding existing immigration law and changing those parts of the law legitimately that endanger the, the American people, you're a right-winger. You're an extremist. You're a radical. Now when we come back, I'm going to give you a little bit more history about this program and how some individuals considered it a threat to our national security years and years and years ago, but nobody listened to them. We'll be right back. Mark
2: Lubin.
1: WHSV February 16, 2011 2011. My goodness. Over six years ago. Congressman Bob Goodlatte. He's a congressman, I believe he's the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee or subcommittee thereof. Reintroduced the Security and Fairness Enhancement for America Act, which would eliminate the visa lottery program from the Immigration and Nationality Act. He says this bill would help to ensure the nation's security while making the administration of the country's immigration laws more consistent and fair. Each year there's a national immigration lottery by which 50,000 aliens may become legal permanent residents of the United States. Goodlatch says the visa lottery program poses a national security threat. Under the program, each successful applicant is chosen at random and given the status of permanent resident based on pure luck. Usually, immigrant visas are issued to foreign nationals who have an existing connection with a family member lawfully residing in the U.S. or with a U.S. employer. He went on, these types of relationships help to ensure that immigrants entering the country have a stake in our nation's continued success. But under the visa lottery programs, visas are awarded to immigrants at random without meeting such criteria. Good let's say, uh, say an example of the system, says gone awry and posing a security threat. It's the case of Hesham Muhammad Ali Hadiat, the Egyptian national who killed two and wounded three during a shooting spree at the L.A. International Airport in July 2002. Hadyat was a beneficiary of the immigration lottery. Have you heard this anywhere else? With all the reporting today, have you heard this anywhere else? No, because they don't want you to know. He and his family are in permanent resident status after his wife won the federal visa lottery, despite Hedyat's own admission to the INS, that he'd been accused by the Egyptian government of being a member of a known terrorist organization. Not done. Again, this is from February 2011. The State Department's Inspector General has weighed in on the national security threat posed by the visa lottery program. During testimony before the House Committee on the Judiciary, the Office of Inspector General stated that the office, quote, continues to believe that the diversity visa program contains significant risk to national security from hostile intelligence officers, criminals, and terrorists attempting to use the program for entry into the United States as permanent residents. unquote. Now, did any of this cause Chuck Schumer and his ilk? To support this bill or to propose a bill of their own? The answer is no. He adds, that is, good lat. He also says the visa lottery program is wrought with fraud. A recent report released by the Center for Immigration Studies states, it is commonplace for foreign nationals to apply for the lottery program multiple times using many different aliases and other false personal information. The program has spawned a cottage industry featuring sponsors in the U.S. who falsely promise success to applicants in exchange for alarm sums of money, large sums. Ill-informed foreign nationals are often willing to pay top dollar for the guarantee of lawful permanent resident status in the U.S. The visa lottery program is unfair to immigrants who comply with the United States immigration laws, adds Goodlett. The visa lottery program does not... Prohibit illegal aliens from applying to receive a visa through the program. So the program treats foreign nationals that comply with our laws the same as those who blatantly violate our laws. The visa lottery actually discriminates against law-abiding citizens of a number of countries, including Mexico, the Philippines, Canada, India, and the UK. So it has been said, repeatedly, over years, that this program is dangerous. It's it's a fraught with fraud. That uh, that has national security concerns. We had a caller here last night who used to work in counterintelligence, and he said, "Look, Al Qaeda, the Taliban, ISIS—they're all aware of this program, and they're all trying to use this program to get their sleepers into this country. So why is this so complicated, ladies and gentlemen?" Why is this so complicated? Why is this their golden calf? The left wing's golden calf. Or people like, uh, for that matter, Flake. Thousands from terror-sponsoring nations entering the U.S. on diversity visas. This is from January 2010. Fox News. The State Department is planning to welcome thousands of immigrants from terror watch list countries into the United States this year through a diversity visa lottery. Again, this is from 2010. A giant legal loophole, some lawmakers say, is a serious national security threat that has gone unchecked for years. Ostensibly designed to increase ethnic diversity among immigrants, the program invites in thousands of poorly educated laborers with few job skills, and that's only the beginning of its problems, according to lawmakers and government investigators. And it quotes Goodlatte. There are a lot of holes in this program in terms of security and in terms of fraud. So, now in the wake of the botched Christmas Day terror attack that emerged from Nigeria and Yemen, members of Congress are worried the system could be vulnerable to radicals looking to play the visa lottery as a means of reaching the United States. You want to hear about the winners of the visa lottery? Some of them? In 2010, where they hail from? I'm not done. Backbenchers, keep taking your notes so you can repeat this tonight and tomorrow. I'll be right back.
3: America's Tyranny Hunter.
1: Call in now, 877-381-3811. I hope you're able to stick with me throughout this, because I'm building a point. I'm building to a point, and I'm putting the puzzle pieces together, one at a time. That this program has been in disrepute for years and years. That its main sponsor was Chuck Schumer in 1990, the current program. There were different iterations of this program in the 80s. And of course the Libs will happily tell you that. But this was placed in the 1990 Immigration and Nationality Act and pushed very, very hard by Chuck Schumer. So he won. He succeeded. The idea that Jeff Flake comes to his defense and says, if we only had passed the Gang of Eight disaster, it would have gotten rid of this. Well, Mr. Flake, why didn't you propose a standalone bill to get rid of this? Why didn't Mr. Schumer... Because this wasn't that important to you, that's why. And now that I've been pointing it out, now that the President of the United States points out Schumer and wants to get rid of it. You see, we're not we're not allowed to point out who's actually behind these things, folks. That's just not to be done. It's not to be done. Um so again to this twenty ten piece from Fox News, twenty ten, January twenty ten. What happens is these people, uh, to avoid getting stuck with 3.5 million others on a visa waiting list, hundreds of thousands of people put their names into the separate diversity lottery, which rewards countries that typically see low levels of immigration in the United States. So in other words, underserved countries, if you will. Then a computer in Kentucky picks names at random from the qualified applicants who need only a high school degree or two years at a job that requires two years of experience. The program accounts for about 10% of all immigrant visas each year. I heard a liberal on the cable show say this is a tiny fraction of the people who come into this country each year. It represents 10% of all immigrant visas each year. 10%. So included in the lottery, and this is from 2010, are all four countries the U.S. considers state sponsors of terror, Iran, Sudan, Cuba, and Syria. Thirteen of the fourteen nations that are coming under special monitoring from the Transportation Security Administration as fonts of terrorism are also included. Pakistan is excluded because, like China, it sends over tens of thousands of immigrants each year and doesn't need to be in the lottery. So among the winners in 2010, it's much worse now. Nigeria, over 6,000. Iran, over 2,700, almost 2,800. Algeria, almost 2,000. Sudan, over 1,000. And then it goes on. You get the drift. Then it goes on. And of course, these people become permanent residents. They get a green card, they become permanent residents. In other words, they get due process rights. They're permanent residents. And you know what a permanent resident can do? It can bring in family members. He or she can bring in family members. And by the way, they can also become citizens. It's a lottery program. Through this, uh, Omar Farouk Abdelmatala, the 23-year-old Nigerian, this is from 2010, accused of trying to blow up an airliner on Christmas Day, used a tourist visa, not a diversity visa, to enter the country. Goodlatte says, however, he worries that al-Qaeda members will game the system, fears they'll submit the names of young acolytes from Saudi Arabia or Yemen who've cleaned records and could gain entry to the U.S. to wreak havoc. So you've seen this congressman and their other congressmen, but Goodlatte in particular, the Inspector General's Office of the State Department saying the same exact thing, And nothing, absolutely nothing's been done about this. Nothing. And so I bring it up yesterday. never heard of this program before. We learn about it as I'm on the air. We delve into it as I'm on the air. And I say, this program needs to be killed off. It needs to be eliminated. It's an outrage. Absolute outrage. So Trump is in a meeting today with his cabinet, and he mentions this. Cut one, go.
4: I am today starting the process of terminating the diversity lottery program. I'm going to ask Congress to immediately initiate work to get rid of this program. Diversity and diversity lottery diversity lottery sounds nice. It's not nice. It's not good. It's not good. It hasn't been good. We've been against it. So we want to immediately work with Congress on the diversity lottery program, on terminating it, getting rid of it. We want a merit-based program where people come into our country based on merit.
1: And sure, of course, has been blocking virtually everything, Trump wants to do when it comes to immigration. A wall on the southern border, um, he doesn't support that. The elimination of chain migration, he doesn't support that. And so much more. And Schumer blocks it. He obstructs. But he got this baby through. In 1990, it became effective in 1995, and now people want to pretend he had nothing to do with. Oh, come on, now. You know, we were going to get rid of it, but you know, you didn't vote for the gang of eight bill. Uh, you know, it wasn't just Schumer. Well, you know, he was in the House. He wasn't in this. Hey, what's the problem? Hey, you're politicizing this anyway. Schumer today takes to the Senate floor because Trump has tweeted out facts about Schumer. The truth about Schumer. The truth about this program. Here's Schumer. Cut six. Go.
4: New Yorkers and all of us compare President Bush right after 9-11 and President Trump right after this horrible terrorist attack.
1: Well, let's stop. I didn't know everybody did that. This has nothing to do effectively with 9-11, but notice Schumer brings out 9-11, brings out Bush, and hides behind them. Schumer despises Bush, always did, had nothing but contempt for George W. Bush. It's much like the Comey situation. They despised Comey. They blamed him for defeating Hillary in part. Then Trump fires Comey, and all of a sudden, Comey is um, an angel, an angel, a godlike figure. Bush, they trash and trash and trash, and now Schumer, being the snake that he is, says, you know what, now I'll turn the tables and I'll, I'll praise Bush and his, his response after 9-11. Go ahead.
4: President Bush united us. He had us in the White House the next day saying, how can we work together? All President Trump does is take advantage, horrible advantage, of a tragedy and try to politicize it. No, he's not
1: taking advantage of a tragedy, you fool. He's telling the truth. Maybe we ought to have a diversity lottery visa program commission. I recall we had a 9-11 commission. To get to the bottom of this, Mr. Schumer, maybe you can testify under penalty of perjury or false statements. Maybe you can testify before a joint committee and before this commission. I believe we did that after 9-11, too. Go ahead.
4: It doesn't work with New Yorkers. It doesn't work with Americans. And in fact...
1: What doesn't work with New Yorkers and Americans? Telling the truth about you and this program? I've heard some, uh, or read some very surface level, they make sense, but when you dig a little bit deeper, they're actually kind of foolish arguments that, well, here we are now politicizing this horrific mass murder in New York the way the left was politicizing the Las Vegas mass murder with gun control. I'm scratching my head and thinking, gun control? Gun control, the issue they bring up over and over and over again whenever there is a mass killing? The Diversity Lottery Visa Act, under which this man actually came to the United States from Uzbekistan, and pointing out who was involved in passing this act—that's the same thing as a as an as, as a theoretical argument about the Second Amendment and, and uh, gun control. When in fact we have a member of Congress, several, but this one in particular. Who not only supported this program, fought like hell for this program to insert it in the 1990 Immigration and Nationality Act. And even today, he doesn't, he doesn't attack this, this, this bill that he's responsible for in large part. So he wants to hide behind George W. Bush and then he brings up 9-11. He's a scoundrel, absolute scoundrel. Cut seven, go.
4: President Trump, where is your leadership? Well,
1: President Trump wants to secure the border. He wants to put in place uh, restrictions on people coming into this country as refugees until we're able to vet properly and until we can can know for sure that the people coming from this country won't do us harm. As a matter of fact, they're supposed to contribute in positive ways to this country. We have left-wing Obama judges in Honolulu. In Seattle, in Baltimore, all over the country, trying to block this president from uniting us and protecting us. Judges, no doubt, who Chuck Schumer strongly supported. Go ahead.
4: The contrast between President Bush's actions after 9 11 and President Trump's actions this morning could not be starker.
1: And he's repeating this all day, by the way, all day. Go ahead.
4: Again, Mr. President, President Trump, where is your leadership? I have always believed that immigration is good for America.
1: Now let's stop right there. If you are an immigrant or if you've been waiting in line for years, then Chuck Schumer is your enemy. Because this lottery is nothing but a farce. It's a backdoor way for people to come into this country without waiting as long as other people have been. Waiting and waiting and waiting. So even as a matter of fairness or just and justice, this is a farce. And Schumer didn't do this because he believes in immigration. Schumer did this because he he was a to certain ethnic groups. Let's be clear about that. Schumer didn't give a damn about our national security. He still doesn't. That's why he, he opposes serious efforts to put, you know, physical barriers on the southern border to prevent people from coming to this country who might do us harm. So he's not serious about national security. He's not serious about immigration, per se. So the attack is on Trump. So what happened yesterday is Trump's fault, because Trump is mentioning Schumer and mentioning the diversity lottery visa program, which apparently Mr. Schumer is heavily invested in from a political perspective. Now you know... Well, Mr. Schumer is is squealing like a stuck pig uh, that the president has hit his target. And the reason why this is not pure politics and the reason it's important to call out names is because if we're ever going to get anywhere on this, and the president wants this law eliminated, as do many of us, then you got to call out the perps in Congress who fought for it, fought for it, and will continue to fight for it. And by the way, Mr. Flake, the only reason Mr. Schumer would support eliminating this as part of the Gang of Eight bill is because he was hoping beyond hope that clowns like you and others would push that proposal into a statute and across the finish line, which would make this entire lottery system superfluous because the gates would be wide open, would be wide open. And by the way, by the way, let me ask you this. This man comes into this country. He's 22 years old. He's now 29 years old. I would ask the open borders crowd. I would ask them. If you didn't know today who he was and what he did, would you have favored a pathway to citizenship for this man? Yes, you would have. And that's what the Gang of Eight Bill would have done. A pathway to citizenship. And you know, if he had come here... In 2007 or before, and he was 22 years old, he'd be considered a dreamer. The dreamer. You can go up to the age of 31 or so. He'd be a dreamer. I'll be right back. Mark Lon. It's the 10-day Genocel warehouse clearance event. Now is the last week, this is it, that Chamonix will double your Genesel order absolutely free. Genocel is a natural plant stem cell treatment with advanced peptides for those annoying bags and puffiness under the eyes. And with its Genesel's immediate effects, you'll see amazing results in less than 12 hours. Call now for double your order of genocell free. And if you don't see results, you simply don't pay. Genesil comes with a 100% no-questions-asked 60-day money-back guarantee. But it gets better. Call now for a two-month supply of legendary deep firming serum. That's also free. If you call in the next 20 minutes, you get free two-month supply of Esotique RF, Chamonix legendary wrinkle treatment free. That's four free gifts. Folks. Check it out. Call the toll-free number, 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or visit genocell.com. Double your Genocel order. Get the Deep Firming Serum and Esotique free for a limited time. Order now. Get a surprise luxury gift, also free, 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. That's 800-SKIN-604. Now we have uh, the morning schmo and, of course, uh, sitting next to him is Mrs. Schmo. If you want to really hear a dunderhead, somebody that has nothing unique, profound, substantive, bracing, intriguing, interesting, entertaining to say, then Joe Scarborough is your guy. Oops, I said his name. Now here's what the morning schmo had to add. Cut 12, go
0: so here you have the president of the United States now, Donald Trump, uh, 16 years later, using a terrorist attack when we should all come together to take cheap... All right, let's stop.
1: We're all coming together, you clown. We're all coming together. Okay, we're together. Now what do we do? We're together. We've all come together. Now we've all come together, and we want to get rid of this program that causes us mayhem. So we're all coming together. Joe, are you coming with us? Are you coming with us? Oh, can you all come together? Oh, kumbaya, can you all come together? We're together. Now what? What they really mean is, don't talk about the program. Don't talk about Schumer. Don't talk about immigration. Just come together. Go ahead. Shots.
0: Well. ...against members of the opposing party. Now is not the time. Now is not the place.
1: Hey, shut up, you idiot. Mr. Come-Together, what a joke. What a joke this guy is. All the come-together crowd, Schumer, the morning schmo, they're balkanizers, they're tribalists, they're dividers, come together. We're all coming together as Americans. We despise what's taking place. We're enormously concerned about our fellow citizens. And we want something done about this to the extent things can be done about it. And things can be done to limit, to limit what's taking place. But you're not allowed to discuss it. Can we all come together? What are we all, Rodney King? I bet we are. But you know, Mike McCall, uh, he's a, uh, he's a top leadership Republican in the House. I believe he's the chairman of the, uh, House. Uh, Homeland Security Committee or maybe the Intelligence Committee, Chaffetz who's now at Fox Uh, he was a uh, chairman of of an important committee in the House of Representatives I told you about Goodlatte, they all agree with me and I agree with them and we all agree with Trump and he agrees with us, this is called common sense, there's nothing right wing about it, there's nothing radical about it, there's nothing divisive about it, either you want to protect the country or you don't, I'll be right back
0: from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
1: Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Yesterday, the governor of New York... Cuomo uh he said this was a lone wolf situation. Remember that, Mr. Producer? Somehow he knew this even before the investigators had really even started investigating. to lone wolf, ladies and gentlemen, don't worry, there's you know, this is not part of a bigger thing. Of course he must have missed what's taken place over the last many years. It is part of a bigger thing. But that said Did not the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office just say they are seeking a person of interest, Mr. Producer? Well, maybe there's another lone wolf. Maybe there's a pack of wolves. This is what I don't get. Why do the Democrats and people on the left seek to downplay these things all the time. Well, you know, it's going to be the new normal. Well, it's a lone wolf. Well, you know, it's not the uh, diversity program. Well, what are you against immigration? Well, what are you, racist? What, What are you, white supremacist? Well, what's the problem with you? It's bizarre. It's like they have a death wish. The problem is the rest of us don't have a death wish. So they're coming to Schumer's defense... And there's nothing to defend. He's a disgrace, and what he did was disgraceful. Here's Ben Cardin, the left-wing goofball kook senator from the state of Maryland. Cut, eight, go.
0: But I think what I hear you saying is that there would be a willingness by the Democrats to look at uh, the diversity visa program maybe within context of a comprehensive bill. Stop.
1: Why does it need to be looked at within context of a comprehensive bill? What is with all this Washington-speak? The program sucks. It's dangerous. It can threaten our national security. It's loaded with fraud. So said the Inspector General of the State Department that oversees it back in 2011. Are we so insane? Are we so incapable of self-defense? It has to be part of a more comprehensive bill. No, it doesn't. Get rid of it. Let's hear what the idiot Cardin had to say. Go. We did. Uh, we actually uh, we, we uh,
5: did away with that program during the Comprehensive Immigration Reform Bill that was on the floor in
6: 2013.
1: Stop. They did away with it, ladies and gentlemen. Let me ask you a question, Mr. Cardin, since I know you would never come on my show, that was on the floor in 2013. Would your bill in 2013 have given uh, this subhuman uh, a pathway to citizenship? What did it grant him citizenship? Because he'd been here since 2010. All right, don't understand. This is, this is the talk of Washington. It is pathetic. We did away with it under a comprehensive immigration reform, but, well, your bill didn't pass. So what did you do about the diversity lottery visa program that the rest of us never heard of before? Nothing. Nothing. Hey, we don't get what we want. We don't get what we want. We just we just aren't going to deal with this. Go ahead. Of course, a good
5: part of this is to make sure that we also fund programs adequately. Stop.
1: Fund programs adequately. See what I mean? He's a radical kook. It's about funding, spending, more annual deficits, more overall debt. It's about funding. That's right. When that subhuman barbarian was mowing down those people, it's about funding. We just need more money spent on this side and the other thing. How stupid is this? Go ahead.
5: They'd be immigration programs or counterterrorism programs. Right, that's
1: enough. I, 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 can't, I can't take it. They are sleazy, and they're getting people killed in this country. And this is the guy who worked very, very closely with Bob Corker, another genius. By the way, Corker says he might run in 2020. He hasn't ruled it out. Run, you moron. Run. Let's see what happens. These two, but this other one, this was the uh, the Bonnie of the Bonnie and Clyde, this uh, Cardin. Yeah, they smoothed the way for the Iran deal. You trust him with our national security? You trust him as as a uh, as a general against terrorism? He's an idiot, absolute idiot. And now we have to go to Andrew Cuomo. I'm fond of saying that Chris Cuomo of CNN is the dumbest Cuomo, but you need to understand the standard is very low. Probably a difference of two IQ points, negative eight and negative ten. Here's the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo. Cut, nine, go.
0: The president's tweets, I think, were not helpful.
1: Um, Stop. We're not helpful to whom? What are you talking about? What do you mean they weren't helpful? They're helpful to the American people to know a, a program that is dangerous, that needs to be eliminated, and other people have said that, and to point out the Democrat leader in the Senate who was in in significant ways responsible for it. Well, that's not helpful to us. Go.
0: I think they tended to point fingers and politicize the situation. Uh, he was referring back to a uh, immigration policy that dealt with Fish. a lottery and blaming people who passed that uh, that immigration policy
1: first of all he has no idea what he's talking about he's just heard about this an immigration policy that dealt with a lottery and blaming people who passed that immigration policy go
0: Tweet wasn't even accurate as far as I'm concerned. That was a bipartisan law that was passed.
1: All right, slow down. Slow down. It may have been bipartisan, but it was driven by Chuck Schumer and other Democrats. But Schumer was uh, one of the main figures behind it. There's simply no question about this. Go ahead.
0: It had basically uh, no relevance to the facts of this situation. No
1: relevance to the facts of this situation. The fact that this subhuman came here from Uzbekistan through the lottery program, the back door, not through the front door, he didn't have to wait years and so forth, and immediately received a green card for permanent status. No, that has no relevance here whatsoever, ladies and gentlemen. He's a lone wolf, don't you get it? He's a lone wolf, even though there's a person of interest they're trying to hunt down now. Even though there may be a network involved. No, no, no. Cuomo has spoken, and we know he's smart. He's smart. Go ahead.
0: As I said before, you play into the hands of the terrorist to the extent you disrupt and divide and frighten people in this
1: society. Hey, uh, you better wake up, Mr. Governor. Mr. You better wake up. The American people are smarter than you and they're way ahead of you. The American people know what's going on. This isn't about disrupting and dividing and frightening the people. This is about disrupting, dividing, and frightening the terrorists. And that's what the president's trying to do, in my humble opinion. That's what he's trying to do. Now, you know, I'm not one of these guys that likes to play all these clips, but you have to hear this back and forth. Here's Mike McCall, the guy I've been telling you about. I believe he's the chairman of the uh, the Homeland Security Committee, but whatever. Here's what he had to say about the lottery system. Cut 11, go.
0: The lottery system, I've always been against it because it's a random uh, system to bring people into the United States. It's not merit-based, completely random. Uh, I've been working with Chairman Goodlatte of Judiciary to to abolish this program and put a a merit-based system uh, into the United States immigration program. And I think this case just demonstrates why that's absolutely necessary.
1: Oh, a divider trying to put fear in the people. Must be a right-wing cook, right? Washington compost. Oh, must be a nut. Now, he's a moderate Republican. But uh, we'll play along. This guy, he's way, way out there, isn't he, ladies and gentlemen? Here's another one, Jason Chavis, who's a moderate Republican. Oh, he's way out there. He's a right-wing cook. Cut 10, Go. I don't know that it'll be
2: bipartisan, but over the years that I was in Congress, there were a number of people who wanted to get rid of the diversity visa program. But what is the most ridiculous way to pick the next United States citizen? Not on merit, not on family, just literally a lottery. You had one country, I think it was Bangladesh, they took literally everybody on their phone book and put them in for the lottery. And you literally, I mean,
1: coming to the United States is... Oh, he's obviously a bigot. Oh, Chaffetz must hate Bangladeshians. Go ahead. Privilege. But how do you do this? And I see a mugshot. Now, if you're coming here
2: to this country and you've got an arrest record, yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't should get in. and if you're here and you get arrested and you've then kick them out of the country. It's a privilege to be here. We well, don't need people like that here. And you should get rid of the family. Hmm. You this guy who committed this crime, assuming that he did commit this crime, his entire family should be deported.
1: Oh my lord. Did you hear that, Mr. Medusa? He's a right, right, right right-wing nut. He's way out of line with the thinking of the American people. He's a divider. He's trying to cause fear among the people. What's wrong with the diversity visa lottery program? He doesn't even have his facts straight, according to Cuomo, who already announced this was a lone wolf, even before the FBI and the other Uh, agencies, the, the great NYPD, were finished. But Cuomo knows. Cuomo knows. Now, Mr. Ben Cardin, Mr. Jeff Flake, Mr. Chuck Schumer, I assume you're all going to put a bill into the system tonight to abolish this program, since you're not responsible for it, right? Right? Because you want to be uniters and not dividers. I'm sure they will. Aren't you, ladies and gentlemen? No, I'm sure they won't. I wonder what the morning schmo thinks about this. Well, nobody really cares. I'll be right back. Much
2: what
1: is Cuomo's? Not solution, but what is Cuomo's idea for dealing with this? I don't think Cuomo has any idea. How about the Cameo? No idea. How about Schumer? No idea. You heard the the line, this Ben Carson, this clown senator from Maryland. We need to spend more money on this and spend more money on that. No, we need to uh, get rid of this program. It won't be a perfect solution. There is no perfect solution but there are ways to limit the damage that can be done to our fellow citizens. This subhuman won our lottery, and those eight people lost a lottery, didn't they? Yes, they did. Let's go to Michael. Saratoga, Wyoming, on Sirius Satellite. How are you?
7: I'm good. Uh, How are you, Mr. Levin? It's a pleasure to talk to you.
1: Very well. Thank you, sir.
7: Um, I just wanted to call and express my...
1: Oops. Well, you'll need to call again. Hey, your, my, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm guessing you're in a rural area where the connection isn't great. Give it another try. Let's go to Paul, Long Island. The great WABC. Go. Hey, Mr. Levin. Yes, sir. You can no, call I me think, Mark. Everyone can call me Mark. No, you're too good of a man for that. Come on. Well, thank you.
5: Uh, just you know, real quick, I think there's something significant that people are maybe passing up. The place where this guy was stopped you know he wasn't driving around midtown he wasn't uptown he wasn't in the outer boroughs this guy was four or five blocks from the world trade center mm-hmm. and uh you know I, I think this is just another message as our you know our wonderful military is squeezing them i think this might have been another message of hey you know with the the increase in pressure they're feeling you know we're, we're still in touch with you we're still here
8: Mm-hmm.
5: And uh, you know, I, I think we we gotta we gotta answer that. And,
1: and here's the thing, Paul: liberals, the progressives, the left—they have no answer to any of this stuff.
5: Well, we have this jerk mayor, yes, Cuomo, telling us, "Hey, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Our, our fellow citizens have been maimed, ran over, you know, uh, heads crushed. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you telling us not to worry
1: about it?" Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. All right, Paul. Thank you. God bless, brother. Mike, Houston, Texas, the great KTRH country. Go. Hi, Mark. Um, I I saw uh, Schumer's
3: comments live today, and and he was comparing and contrasting Bush and Trump. And I just want to say uh, the way they acted in the the aftermath of a a tragedy, there's a big difference. And that 9-11 happened. I think most of the country, I, for one, we, we were shocked. Um, I had never heard of Osama bin Laden. Maybe I should have, but I had never heard of him. Mm-hmm. When this recent murder happened in New York City, I, I wasn't shocked. I was very angry, and I think President Trump expressed his anger. He was visibly angry because he's been saying ever since he's been in office, we need to address this problem. And Democrats have done nothing to, but to uh, support. You him.
1: know, this is a brilliant point. We have the history, the experience of 9-11. And what Schumer does with it is try to hide behind it and to deflect uh, legislative responsibility, at least in part, by trashing Trump, who pointed out that Schumer was involved in this program. And your point is excellent. You know, Trump, 9-11 and all these other terrorist attacks are behind us. He's trying to propose ways to fix it. The, The main culprit in obstructing much of what Trump wants to do is Schumer, and you're right. And he's furious at these guys because he feels that things we can do in order to reduce the amount of carnage that takes place in this country.
3: Exactly right.
1: That's I mean, an excellent point. I
3: was not point. surprised, Mark. I was not surprised. I, and I knew when it, when, I, when they reported it, I knew, uh, you know, where, I knew who did it or, or what was responsible for it.
1: And and not only that, the guy confesses. And yes. now we know he's all he's all, uh, you know. ISIS all the time, and so forth and so on. And and uh, and what and what is Cuomo's answer? Seriously. What are DiCamio's ans- What are his answers? What, what are all their answers? They have no answers. And when you bring up this program and you say we ought to address this, their answer is to attack Trump.
3: That's
1: all I got, Mark. All right, Mike. Good call, buddy. I disagree here. Richard, Torrance, California, on the Mark Levin app. Go. I can't believe
9: I'm talking to you, sir. I'm one of those liberals who drive you crazy. And yeah. I sort of have a compromise
1: idea. Well, they all drive me crazy, frankly.
9: I know, but I'm one of those people, and I'll confess it to begin
1: with. But yes, sir. anyway, my compromise is this. Some of my best there friends no are per- liberals, you know. Uh, really? Okay. Well, anyway, thank you for taking my call, number one. And number
9: two, I have sort of a compromise. Seeing as there is no perfect gun control solution, mm-hmm. and there is no perfect solution as far as this. Sooner or later, someone's going to get away with something. I would ap- agree if we'd have some sort of gun control, even though it wasn't involved here, <laughs> that if we could compromise on something... Sir,
1: sir, can, can I bring it back to reality? You want... Can I bring it back to reality? It's not a matter of compromising. There's a Second Amendment. Moreover, there's no constitutional right for people to come into this country. That's number one. Number two, we have gun control all over the place. You're in California. They have some of the strictest gun control laws in the United States. Try going into a store and just buying a gun. It'll be very, very difficult for you. Try getting a concealed weapon. Almost impossible for you. Now, compare that to the lottery system, where we have uh, individuals applying for the lottery, many of whom I am sure are wonderful human beings, some of whom certainly are not, because our enemies, the terrorists, al-Qaeda, Taliban, ISIS, you name them, Muslim Brotherhood. They're going to use whatever program they can that you liberals come up with in order to try and kill us. See what I'm saying?
9: I understand what you're saying, sir. Let's say that my only. Let's say you're absolutely right on everything you say. However, people who are mentally disturbed or on medication, they shouldn't have as easy a
1: time. Sir, sir. Why are we debating gun control when eight people were murdered with a truck? by an islamic nazi, nazi by an Islam- no no you don't Your your mind is wandering look you sound like a nice guy however you sound like a man that can get us all killed I'll be right back
4: About the news. Mark Levin influences the news. Call the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. You know, with a recent credit bureau
1: breach, one of the common questions is, should I freeze my credit? Unfortunately, taking this step won't protect you against every identity fraud threat arising from this data breach. Hackers got access to Social Security numbers, birth dates, and unspecified amount of driver's license numbers. They can use this type of personal information to commit crimes in your name and even steal from your 401k. And they can do it for years. Now's the time to get protection. Sign up for LifeLock today. They use proprietary technology to detect a wide range of identity threats, and they'll alert you if your information is being used. And if there's a problem, one of their agents will actually work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is absolutely the best. And LifeLock can help you see more than if you're just monitoring your credit. Here's what you do. Do what I did. Go to LifeLock.com, LifeLock.com, or call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use promo code LEVIN. I use my own promo code. That's LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, for 10% of your LifeLock membership. That's visit lifelock.com. Save 10% now by using promo code LEVIN. That's true. I use my promo code all the time. Use it to buy flowers. I use it to buy candy. I use it all the time. Why not? I get the discount too. I get the discount too. All right. Let's see who else is out there. Shall we? Yes, we can. Uh, looking for Opposition. Don't see any right now. Gabe, Keyport, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Hi, Mark. Uh,
10: Yes, sorry, I'm not the opposition. I just wanted to call to let you know you hit the nail on the head. It's a slap on the face for the people who go through the proper channels. My wife's from Italy. We spend years filling out forms, spending thousands of dollars. We did it ourselves. Um, We were interviewed by the FBI. In Newark, Uh, the woman, I couldn't even understand what she was saying. I'm not sure what country she was from, but anyway.
1: Wait a um, minute, the woman interviewing your wife? uh,
10: Yeah, the woman interviewing me and my wife.
1: From the FBI, you couldn't understand what she was saying? Right. Interesting.
10: So um, we provided, she had a checklist of all the forms. We brought in triplicate, even the originals. Um, she was ready to close the folder. She brought her red pen out because she said, where are the wedding photos? And I said, nobody told us we had to bring wedding photos. And she was ready, well, I can't approve this. She had a red pen out. She was ready to close the book on it. After all this time and investment and everything, thank God for Facebook, her family posted photos of the wedding, and then she said, okay, you're approved. But. It's just a slap in the face that there's a lottery out there when we've we bent over backwards to do things legally. Yeah, well, let me
1: tell you something. The, uh, Schumer and the boys and girls, uh, this lottery was all about giving preference, preferences to certain ethnic groups. It's now gotten completely out of control. Uh, the enemy sees it. The enemy seeks to exploit it. The inspector general at the State Department said so in 2011. Others have said the same thing. So Cuomo, de Blasio, all the rest of them have absolutely no idea what they're talking about, and they don't much care. They're filled with platitudes. We need to unite. We need to unite when these men are constantly trying to divide us. We need to unite. No, we need to defend ourselves. We need to defend ourselves. All right, Gabe. Thank you for your call, my friend. Let's continue. Anthony, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on the Mark Levin app. Go. Go. Thanks for having me on, Mark. I well, let me it. say this to you, Anthony. It's been a long time since you could uh, root for the Eagles, right?
11: Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely happy about that.
1: Yeah, been a long time. All right, go right ahead.
11: <laughs> uh, one point that I had here, I think it's, it's sad when the only recourse we have from the left, anytime we have any of these attacks, is to just carry on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's never yep. any. You know, the solution is always involved with something else. Gun control. Uh, it's never about
1: what more money. It's got to spend more money on this program or that program. How about we get rid of this program, save the money, and in, increase America's security? What the hell's wrong with that?
11: I think it's a great idea, and people should stand up a little bit more firmly that we can't continue living as targets for, you know, these terrorists to just take advantage of.
1: No. There are certain known radical mosques, they need to be surveilled. They need to yeah, be infiltrated. They need to be infiltrated. When you have people uh, who are preaching hate and violence, and, of course, not all people, not all mosques have to say that over and over and over again, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. These targeted areas, well, you need to send men and women in there to uh, to see what's going on. And that's what you do
11: just to keep it even for everybody, make Mm -hmm. sure we're safe.
1: Yes, exactly. If we have terrorist cells in the Catholic Church or in synagogues or in Buddhist temples or uh, uh, where Hindus uh, 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 worship, then by all means, let's do it. But I don't think we have many of those, do we?
11: I, I don't think so either, and if we did, our own citizens would police ourselves. We wouldn't stand for it. We wouldn't let it happen.
2: Mm-hmm. We would
11: be vocal. We would root it out, and we would we would correct the problem. We wouldn't mm-hmm. be in silence and say say nothing ever. We need our if we have great Muslims around, we need them to be on the front line, saying this is not what we stand for. They are not with us. We reject them, and we need people to come forward if you see it. And this is when we need to hear it.
1: All right, sir. Thank you for your call. We're going to move quickly, Mr. Uh, Call Screener, to Craig in Paris, California. Go, Craig. Go, go, go. Craig, are you there, Craig? Craig, speak to me, please, quickly, before we run out of time.
5: Yes, I was calling because everybody's blaming Schumer for this, but he wasn't even a senator when this was voted well, in. He was a
1: congressman, and he pushed it when he was in the House.
5: It was it was voted in 89 to 8, so I think it's both Republicans and Democrats.
1: No, but nobody's disagreeing. What I'm saying is Schumer was one of the main lead sponsors who pushed for this. It's not hard to, to research this, sir. You do have the Internet, right?
12: I read about it, yeah.
1: Oh, really? And did you read about the role that Schumer played in this?
9: And
5: so he, he he was able to make everybody
1: vote. He didn't make anybody do anything. What he did was he pushed for this to be part of the legislation. What they voted for, sir, was the 1990 Immigration and Nationality Act. That's what they voted for. And this this program was pushed into the Immigration and Nationality Act. Now, do you understand?
2: Right, and it's been there ever since.
1: Right, right. and some people have said it needs to come out, including many Republicans. Can you name, sir, one leading Democrat who has said it needs to come out? Just one. Well, it is. Did Mr. Schumer say it needs to come out? Yes or no? No. No, he was one of the main advocates. So they vote for the, you know, like, quiet down, I'm educating you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's like these omnibus spending bills. People vote for them, say, all right, all right, got to fund the military, but I don't agree with this. And you vote for the thing, and then all of a sudden, what's this little thing in there? Because these, I'm educating you, remember? Listen. So they passed these massive bills. So the 1990 Immigration and Nationality Act had this piece in there, pushed by, among others, Schumer. But Schumer was a leading advocate for Sir, why can't you agree that that's the truth?
9: Take it out at any time by anybody since then.
1: No, it can't. Well, sir. I just said that. I said, but there have been Republicans pushing to have it removed.
9: But they've controlled both houses
12: for a long enough time to take it out. If
1: they and now, to. hopefully, they will do that. But let me ask you a question, sir. Has Mr. Schumer opposed removing it?
9: Now, hopefully, they will do it. Why didn't they do it before?
1: I don't know. Why didn't Obama do it?
9: Did Schumer stop
1: him? No. Schumer did Sir. Schumer knows what he's doing. He was an advocate who slipped this into the legislation with a handful of others, right? And you're you're trying to, you're trying, look at the games you're playing. You're playing with your own mind, not the American people, trust me. So he has it, get rid of this guy. He has his fingerprints all over this thing. Well, why didn't this guy remove it? Why didn't this guy remove it? Why didn't this guy remove it? So the president, who hasn't been around forever, he's been in office, what, 10 months? He says, Schumer, the Diversity Lottery Visa Act, whatever the hell it is, needs to go. And Schumer, you're responsible for it. And in major ways, Schumer is responsible for it. And this guy goes, well, I was voted on 89. No, the overall law was voted on. Well, then why didn't the Republicans get rid of it before? Good question, but that's not the point. This is a Schumer, among others, but Schumer led the way to make sure this was part of the law. Why uh, is a guy like that so insistent on not holding him responsible? Because he's a liberal Democrat, that's why. Let's continue, shall we? Let's go to Sean, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. Go.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on. Yes. Hey, real quick, I I just think liberals are living in a fantasy world. And, you know, the problem I've got with that. By
1: the way, I don't mind if they live in a fantasy world if they leave the rest of us out of it. Go right ahead.
2: Well, you took the words out of my mouth, but a lot of them have never traveled. You know, and if you drive um, from Hong Kong into mainland China, if you drive from Bahrain. Wait a minute, if
1: you drive from Hong Kong into mainland China? Absolutely. Yes. I've never done that.
2: Yeah, it's intimidating, at the very least. And my point is, they've got their borders locked down. Bahrain Mm -hmm. and Saudi Arabia, same thing. If you think you're just going to trot from South Korea into North Korea, they're mistaken.
1: You know who else has their borders locked down who enforces their immigration laws to the teeth? Mexico. Exactly.
2: (laughs) But the other thing is, you know, with this diversity argument that they want to come back with, is diversity is a lot more than skin or creed or, or religion. It's, it's about diversity of upbringing and experience.
1: Well, and you're you're and so knowledge. true. But why is diversity in any respect uh, an element of our immigration laws?
2: Well, I mean, I get the idea that we're a better country when you have
5: diversity. In no, 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 spirit, I don't get the
1: idea at all. People decide if they want to come to the United States, they apply with everybody else, and decisions are made on the merits. Um, we don't say, oh, well, look at this, there's only uh, so num- m- many number of people from Chad or Bangladesh or Sweden or whatever. What is that about?
2: I think we need to be uh, intentional, not passive about it. I don't think we just need to open up the borders to hit a number in the demographic. I think we need to think about, you know, what our nation's needs are. And
1: well, that's the sense- key. The purpose of immigration is to improve the country the citizenry that's already here. It has nothing to do with the diversity, the people coming in. It has nothing to do with what they want. It has nothing to do with what these foreign countries want. Nothing to do with any of that. That's not the purpose of immigration. All right, my friend. Thank you for your excellent call. We'll be right back. Mark Lubin. few years Hillsdale College has entered the K through 12 arena across the nation by helping charter schools get established. They provide curriculum, train the faculty, they help set up guidelines for choosing teachers and boards, and provide ongoing support and service, and they do it all for no charge at all. It's called the Barney Charter School Initiative named after a benefactor who truly understands that the future of our nation depends on how we educate our kids. Hillsdale and their many donors they know that the strength of our nation depends on having an educated citizenry. That's why Hillsdale provides you with the free online constitution and other courses, their free speech digest and Primus, and now free help for those interested in running world-class charter schools. And of course, on their main campus, Hillsdale provides a rich liberal arts education that teaches college students to learn, and to pursue truth, and defend liberty. Hillsdale does all of this without a penny of taxpayer money. Nothing. You can learn more about the K-12 through Barney Charter Schools at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Lucy, Omaha, Nebraska, the great K-O-I-L, retired Coast Guard. Go.
13: I got a statement. I noticed that all of them out here that are talking Schumer, Cuomo, all of them standing there with their guards and their badges and their security, wall-to-wall secret service for Hillary and everybody else, and they tell us schmucks out here, you've got to go take care of yourself. It's okay. Go along and just keep moving along, and we're going to be putting more uh, laws in just to really make it more difficult for you. I don't call it a visa lottery. I call it a visa slaughtery because they just killed eight people.
1: Mm-hmm. And by the way, thank you for your service. And you're but ver- he
13: did it. He got away with it.
1: Yes, he did. And,
13: and that's s- it. And it doesn't change. And another thing? Yes. Conscript. Activate the draft. Put everybody in the pool and say, you know, we're all in this together. Instead of saying, oh, we're fine. We're diverse. No, yeah, we're diverse. We're all in uniform like World War II. They were diverse, too. Think about it.
1: All right, Lucy. I like Lucy. Thank you for your call. George, Los Angeles, California, Sirius Satellite. Go.
6: Uh, yes, uh, it's good to talk to you, Mark. I've been uh, uh, listening to you for many years. Thank you. And uh, Yes, uh, and you uh, rightly... Uh, By
1: the way, sir. we have killer, killer numbers in Los Angeles. Oh, terms, terms uh, of ratings, of through the and roof, we beat everybody.
6: Seriously. Yes. And there are many killer families in Torrance that could have straightened out that liberal fellow you spoke with earlier. I'm very
1: frustrated with oh, sure oh, that
6: town, too. But in any event um what my thing was about this uh uh, diversity, uh, you know, visa slaughter program, you know, it, uh, is basically, uh, you know, it's a machine to just get, uh, you know, bodies and deadheads, uh, uh, for the lefties. However, the problem is, is one they you know, given these people a permanent green card, they bring over the old family string. I call it the, uh, grape cluster. You know, I, uh, you know, they get nearly, oh, five, maybe even six dozen people over here.
1: And my I, I, I don't think it's that high, but your point is this. They get permanent residency immediately. That means they're here permanently, immediately. And you have chain migration on top of it. And this is exactly what President Trump was talking about today. These are bad things. Chain migration. We didn't always have chain migration in this country for the last 50 years, yes, but not before that. Um, and uh and yes this this lottery, so somebody gets in uh we don't really know a whole lot about this person. they get in uh, they don't go through the regular process. Why do we even have this lottery process in place because politicians are playing politics with ethnicity that's why that's exactly what Schumer was doing. All right, George, thank you for your call, my friend Kelly Waterford, Michigan, on the Mark Levin app go.
13: Hi, Mark. Thank you. Um, I wanted to say that for all the, the, the Schumer defenders and the media and the liberals in Congress who are screaming, we ye- we need to unite, then why don't they travel to New York and meet eight new families and help make funeral arrangements of eight families who lost someone they love? They need to remove this diversity visa lottery program. They need to witness the pain of the lottery winning killer.
1: Well said. And why do they reject what the inspector general's office said, the inspector General's testimony in 2011, where the where the inspector general, of the State Department that oversees this program, even pointed to the fact that it's that it's that that there's significant fraud and the ability for um, our enemies to abuse the program to game the system. I mean, it's like it's it's just no big deal. Who is defending this program today but the left and the Democrats? And that's why they're defending Schumer. That's why the morning schmo has transformed into a chameleon. Well, actually, it was always a chameleon. But they won't tell you the facts about this law. They won't tell you the history. They won't tell you the dangers behind it. They'll defend Schumer. Thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back.
0: From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
1: Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I want to add another major topic, if you will a major topic to uh, the others that we've been discussing, really unrelated but it's very important we've been talking about China, North Korea and Iran and Venezuela over the years and I am repeatedly returning to these countries Then let's return to China now there's actually a very important story an NBC News website by Courtney Cubb K-U-B-E, the, the power of China and the rise of China, and it's significant, is being downplayed by pseudo-experts and radio hosts and so forth. It's not to be downplayed, ladies and gentlemen, it's significant. I want to read you some of this. As we, you know, as a nation, are having to listen to these politicians fight with each other and so much that seems like common sense to us doesn't get done? Well, much of the world is focused on the ballistic missile and nuclear threat from North Korea. The U.S. military in the Pacific region is also concentrating on another potential foe, China. People's Republic of China, the PRC, is the most pressing threat in the Pacific, one U.S. military official in the region said, using the acronym for the People's Republic of China, while North Korea is a near-term issue, it's a fight we could win, the official said. But he worries about a fight with China. Among the U.S. concerns China's controversial island building, theft of technology, currency manipulation, cyber attacks, and both military and non-military aggression. The U.S. military officials in the region warned that China's ultimate goal is to become dominant by slowly making changes to the international order. China will use the laws it likes, ignore the ones it doesn't, and eventually other nations will have to adapt, thereby resetting the rules in China's favor. China is on a path to win without a fight, one official said. The Chinese have changed the rules, for example, with their new man-made islands. In recent years, China has transformed reefs, rocks, and sandbars in the South China Sea, into forward-based military installations, sparking a territorial dispute and diplomatic conflict. The islands are hundreds of miles from the Chinese mainland and in international waters. The Chinese have declared an air defense identification zone, (ADIZ) around the islands. If the Chinese enforce the zone and the international community begins to adhere to it, the islands will become accepted as Chinese territory. We ignore the problem too long and we can't tackle it anymore, said an official. One of the largest islands is Fiery Cross, complete with three expansive airfields, hangars for multiple fighter squadrons, and several gun emplacements. While the Chinese military has not staged any aircraft or weapons there, the infrastructure is ready, say officials. The infrastructure is ready. Man made islands like Fiery Cross and Woody Island offered the Chinese a platform close enough to attack all U.S. operational bases in the region, as well as a number of close allies, the officials explained. China holds at risk a lot of operational bases, one of the officials said, which erodes the U.S. military advantage in the region. Another of China's strategies is to use its military forces without actually employing any hostile action, a strategy known as hybrid warfare. For example... Civilian fishing boats are being assigned to serve under military commanders. The Chinese Navy can use them to harass or hit other nations' vessels who may not realize they're dealing with another nation's military. The Chinese have also expanded their fleet of long-range aviation assets, like the H-6K bomber, in an attempt to project more power and influence in the region, the officials said. Now, they frequently fly these bombers over international waters within 1,000 miles of Guam, putting the U.S. territory in range of their air-launched missile, cruise missiles. They're practicing attacks on Guam, one official said, calling the exercises messaging to the United States. Like the threat from North Korea, part of the concern from China lies in the potential for miscalculation or even misunderstanding. Last year, Japanese military aircraft flew roughly 900 sorties in response to Chinese aircraft in the region, Scrambling jets every single day puts a strain on a close U.S. ally and raises tensions. It's a potential flashpoint, a U.S. military official in the region said, warning that these interactions could bubble into conflict. The U.S. military already has a number of forward-deployed bases in the region. But in the case of conflict with China, the official said, the U.S. would quickly establish about a dozen small, temporary contingency operating bases in remote locations. These outputs would be located further from the conflict to keep some assets out of the range of enemy attacks. The military would rapidly prepare the sites to defend U.S. assets against hundreds of incoming rounds using systems like THAAD and Patriot batteries. The U.S. military recently practiced for this situation, rapidly deploying Air Force F-22s from a base in Alaska and setting them up at a location in the region. The exercise addressed the logistical issues of moving quickly to a potentially harsh new environment. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Joe Dunford, returned from a six-day trip to the Pacific late Monday night. He agreed that while North Korea is the immediate threat to the U.S., China is the enduring threat. China's path of capability development, said Dunford, and their efforts, I think, to address our power projection capability, our ability to deploy when and where necessary, To advance our interests is very much the long-term challenge in the region. The official said the U.S. military spends a lot of time making sure they don't forget about the long-term existential problem. We are ready for North Korea, the official said, but the peer-level fight with China is the real challenge. Now let me point out this last sentence, the peer-level fight with challenge. Now China is now considered a peer-level, according to some of our military this is a significant problem and unfortunately President Trump's going to have to deal with it and I want to repeat what is at least aspects I want to repeat at least aspects of what I consider a plan I'll call it the Levin plan but it's not because I seek to promote myself I've talked about it before it's in dealing with China and North Korea number one we encourage South Korea, even though it has a leftist president now, we encourage with resolve, relentlessly, South Korea, to take back a 100 nuclear warheads that we once had there in order to protect us and the South Koreans. But the purpose is mutually assured destruction. It's been done before, and it worked before. Unfortunately, it needs to be done again. Number two, we strongly encourage the Japanese to do a similar thing. The Japanese basically do not have nuclear missiles. The Japanese should. That would immediately, immediately neutralize certainly the advantages that China has and certainly North Korea. Number three, we put enormous pressure on the Chinese economy. After all, they're stealing our technology. They're stealing proprietary information from our companies uh, through cyber warfare and so forth. And so what we should do, and I've talked about this before, is put enormous leverage and pressure on their economy through our banks. In the end, the Chinese currency has to come through American banks in order to be legitimatized. And so we can harm them, as we harm the Soviet Union that way. Number three, or maybe it's four, but number three, we must build up the United States military. 3% is not good enough. And pretending 3% is 10% is unacceptable. This needs to be a major initiative of the Trump administration. Not mentioned now and then, but mentioned all the time. We must muscle up the United States military that has been severely damaged through sequestration. The Obama, Corker, McCain, McConnell sequestration. We must muscle up the United States military. Number five. We should put in the South China Sea a permanent carrier fleet. So now we have floating islands, if you will. A permanent carrier fleet to offset what the Chinese have done with these phony islands by expanding, in in essence, illegally their territory hundreds and hundreds of miles away from their shores into the South China Sea. These are just some of the things we could do. It's similar to some of the things we did to defeat the Soviet Union. And China's on the move. Their uh, Mao-like dictator has made it clear that in 20 or 30 years, they intend to be the most powerful, the most powerful superpower on the face of the earth. And they're headed in that direction. We wish to retain the role of the most powerful superpower on the face of the earth... But we have a problem. We have a Democrat party that rejects it, and too many Republicans who accept what the Democrats reject. Now, along these lines, here we have AFP, the French press agency, Beijing. Chinese President Xi Jinping pledged to build a world-class army by 2050, is making his neighbors nervous, but analysts say Beijing's military ambitions do not constitute a strategic threat for now. So, here you have... These people downplaying it, and military personnel, our own, saying, don't downplay it. Don't downplay it. I mean, look, the Chinese have already taken over the South China Sea for all intents and purposes. We're supposed to downplay this? The Chinese are already claiming what are Japanese islands. The Chinese are what made the North Korean nuclear missile program possible. The Chinese are on the move. The Chinese are are buying up uh, oil reserves, and coal reserves, and other mineral reserves throughout the third world and Africa. In our own hemisphere, in Central and South America, they're also uh, leasing ports in our hemisphere. This is not a joke. It's not something we downplay. What well, they do? Not constitute a strategic uh, threat. What do you, we wake up 30 years from now and all of a sudden they are? So I wanted to point this out. The President of the United States is headed to the Pacific, to Southeast Asia. Among others, he's going to deal with China. I just hope he's as tough with China as he was during the campaign. I really do. Even Vietnam is at odds with China, because China's claiming territory that belongs to Vietnam. And Vietnam has sought our assistance. Vietnam, the Philippines, Taiwan, South Korea, Japan, they can't all be lying, can they? They can't all be lying. And, and this new, uh, Mao-like dictator, Xi Jinping, he is, uh, he's quickly concentrating power in his own hands. He's wiping out any opposition, either having them executed or throwing them in the gulags. In many cases, trumped up charges. And they just had their big party conference, the 19th time. And amazingly, shockingly, he took over more and more power. I wanted to bring this to your attention despite all the rest of this stuff going on. We'll be right back. Much Let's see here. Our friends at the Daily Wire, according to law enforcement officials, the subhuman barbarian who killed eight uh, innocent individuals, um, let's see, was interviewed by Homeland Security agents two years ago about possible ties to suspected terrorists, but the agents could not find enough to open a case on him. Officials say the interview was conducted in 2015 by the Department of Homeland Security Investigations Unit which was looking into his possible terror connections. His name and address was listed as a point of contact for two different men whose names were entered into the Counterterrorism and Criminal Exploitation Units list after they came to the United States from threat countries, ABC News reports. NBC News presented similar information earlier in the day, citing a senior government official who indicated that the subhuman was not on government investigators' radar, though his name did surface several t- steps removed from another person who was on their radar. So, um, according to Ben Cardin, the uh, left-wing kook of Maryland, Senator, uh, we just need to spend more money and that will resolve these things. Just spend more money. Uh, I don't think so, Ben. Frank, Los Angeles, California, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, Frank?
7: I'm good, Mark. How are you doing?
1: Very well, thank you. Very well.
7: Frank. Very good. I uh, just want to mention about the diversity uh, visa program, or the green card lottery as is also known. Yeah. Um, I'm a recipient of it. Yes. And, you know, as much as I'm appreciative of that, I do believe it was way too easy to get.
1: Tell us about it. How did you get it?
7: How did you get it? Well, once your name is selected, then you, you know, I mean, you fill out a one-page application and put it in the hat, basically. And then once your name is selected, you fill out the regular I-485 immigration form, and you submit that, and then they call you in for an interview. And the interview consisted of, at the counter I a guy who asked me the same questions that were on the I-485, and he checked them off with a red pen as I answered them. And he stamped it and said, welcome to the United States.
1: How long was the interview?
7: Uh, I'd say less than five minutes.
1: The interview was less than five minutes. So really, he's not going to or she's not going to learn a hell of a lot, right?
7: Well, it wasn't even really an interview. They just asked me the same questions that I'd already filled out on the form. And that was it.
1: Was there any background check that you're aware of?
7: Uh, you know, I don't know what they did behind the scenes before that, but, um, you know, the, the the threshold for what you need is, is pretty low. It's basically high school education and two years' work experience in the field that you're working in.
1: At any time, did anyone ask you, I'm just saying about the process, uh, whether you, for background information that might be able to lead a federal agency to vet properly? no not really because i'm hearing all over tv well that just because you won the lottery you still have to go through the system and i'm wondering well what is the system and you're telling me it ain't much
7: well you know you can go online and pull up an i-485 form and that's basically the you know the the uh, application for immigration and um you know you can see what the questions are on there and but you know with
1: a million people a year coming into this country legally there's not enough people to really do proper vetting of a million people, is there? No, not at all. It's not possible. So when you have a program like the lottery program, uh, you're going to have more of an opportunity for terrorists to slip through. And now you you use the system to, to, to come to the United States. You use it legally and so forth and so on. But But you can see how this system can be punched through full of holes, correct?
7: Very, very easily, very easily. I mean, you know, I'd applied uh, three times. So the first two times I didn't get it, and the third time I did. Um, and like I said, the, the actual application to go into the program is just a one-page, basically, name, address, what country you're coming from. Um, and then once you get accepted, they send you a letter and saying you're you one of 100. That's been ch- 100,000 rather that's been chosen but we're only giving out 55,000 green cards, so get get your application in quickly.
1: Any questions about any court hearings, any arrests, any violations of the law, anything of that sort? Uh, Hold on, Frank, hold on. We'll be right back.
3: listening to Denali, the Great One. The Great One. And you can call in now,
1: 877-381-3811. You know, business travel is a game of wins and losses. Having a short wait to get through security, that's a big win. Forgetting about the bottle of water in your briefcase, you have to go through security line again, that's a big loss. Well, buying your business trip at Upside.com is a triple win. It's a triple win. Number one, they have the absolute best available prices for flights, hotels, and rental cars. Number two is Upside rewards you with a gift card to places like Amazon.com every time you buy a business trip. And win number three is the amazing six-star treatment you get from Upside's customer service specialists. Their navigators are instantly accessible around the clock. Even reaching out before a problem happens. And right now, when you go to Upside.com and use my code Mark, you'll get a minimum $100 gift card to Amazon.com. That's code Mark for a minimum $100 gift card to Amazon.com when you buy your next business trip at Upside.com. Upside.com, you deserve a better business trip. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. That's Upside.com, code Mark. Check it out. If you're a business traveler or you own a small business or you work for a business, this is the way to go. This is a a spectacular service. Upside.com, code MARK. And we're very, very proud to have them as a sponsor, as a matter of fact. Let me hit one more. Talked about China. We'll get back to uh, the diversity program, but here is Russia, the Washington Free Beacon, Adam Credo. Russia starts construction on new Iranian nuke plant. A Russian Atomic Energy Corporation announced that it has formally begun construction on a new $10 billion nuclear plant in Iran and made global efforts by the Trump administration to crack down on the Islamic Republic's nuclear endeavors. Now, look at that. Russia helped negotiate the, the Iran deal. Russia objects to any changes in the Iran deal. Russia is going to collect $10 billion. It needs cash on the Iran deal. And it probably involves $145 billion of that cash that Iran got through the Iran deal. The deal, which has been in the works since the Obama administration negotiated the landmark nuclear agreement with Iran, is aimed at further so many ties between Moscow and Tehran, and is being handled by Russia's state, Ross Atom Corporation. That sound familiar to you, ladies and gentlemen? The Ross Atom Corporation in Russia, the state-run company, that, uh, in essence, acquired control over 20% of America's uranium. Iran is permitted to construct new nuclear reactors and plants under the current nuclear agreement, a point former Obama administration officials disclosed to the Washington Free Beacon in January 2015, when the two countries were inking a deal to build at least three nuclear plants in Iran. The allowance of such construction under the nuclear deal has sparked criticism from some U.S. lawmakers and nuclear experts who've warned that these plants would provide Iran with an alternate plutonium-based pathway to a nuclear weapon. So here you go. The State Department declined to comment directly on yesterday's announcement, only telling the Free Beacon, we will continue to hold Iran strictly accountable to its commitment under the JCPOA. I would say, ladies and gentlemen that the worst department, the worst department in the Trump administration is the State Department. And I would say the worst cabinet secretary, there there are a few, but the worst is Rex Tillerson. He's the worst, absolute worst. Asked if the administration supports such a move and views it as in line with the Russia accord, excuse me, the Iran accord, the official declined further comment. The Obama administration was open about Iran's right to build new nuclear plants, despite concerns over the level of nuclear-related know-how this would impart to Tehran. But they didn't give a crap. They didn't care. And yet Bob Corker is attacking the president who says either fix this Iran deal or he's going to kill it. And Bob Corker says, oh, this president is unstable. He's unfit to be president. Meanwhile, the president who actually negotiated this deal who sold out America, Bob Corker helped them by setting up a process in which Obama would get whatever deal he wanted. It was never going to be 67 votes to overturn an Obama veto. That's why Corker is a compatriot in this deal with, with Obama, even though they, they deny Oh, four Pinocchios. ass ah, stick your Pinocchios. And you know where. All right. Back to the callers. The callers who want to talk about the diversity visa program, which we first—we didn't reveal it first. ABC News Seven revealed it in these circumstances, but we certainly uh, brought it to the nation's attention to have a national discussion. Kevin, San Francisco, the great KSFO, go. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having
9: me on, longtime listener. Now I got to say, I saw you for the first time on Hannity the other night. And nice jacket, by the way. It says a lot about a man on how he dresses, okay? So, I just want to share that. Don't be
1: Um, mad at me, but normally I don't wear jackets. I wear a t shirt (laughs) and short pants. But anyway, that's a whole other story.
9: Hey, um. But thank you. I'm a man of, I have a lot of compassion. I'm I'm a very passionate man. And what really bothers me is there's eight mom and dads somewhere in the world today that have just lost their kids. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if they're adults or not. And the hurt and the pain and the woman that called in earlier tonight. But if those public if our politicians were to lose one of their loved ones Mm -hmm. how with their power and their ability to change legislation, what would they do? You know, and and my concern is I don't want anybody to lose any we know this. We don't want anybody to lose our kids. But I really think that they really don't care. And that bothers me, especially about China. Because when you were talking about China tonight, I'm going to tell you something. My father's a World War II veteran. He, he died. He was a Marine Raider in the South Pacific in 1942, yeah. and he made it home. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my dad taught me something as a kid, and, it, and my mom used to have problems with it, but he said, son, they're still coming. We didn't stop it. We just delayed it. My father, he taught me that as a kid. And when you talk about China... We should stop all this politics about Schumer and everything, and we should spend all our energies on this, man. This country will fall if we don't do something about it.
1: All right, Kevin. it's there's, 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 there's an excellent point. Thank you for your call. Deanne, Lawrenceville, Missouri, Sirius Satellite. How are you?
13: Hey, I'm doing great. Um, I live in Warrensburg, Missouri, near uh, Whiteman Air Force Base. Oh, I'm sorry. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. I um, just wanted to make a comment about the uh, immigration lottery for diversity, and I am amazed that uh, the left wants to protect that program, and we can't even go through
8: TSA with a bottle of water.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
8: ridiculous. I know.
1: I know. Uh, these. Uh, well, let's hope the Republicans fight this. We'll see what McConnell and... Uh, and ryan do you know we there are riders you can attach to the legislation the things you can do in appropriation bills they really need to step up to the plate and get some of these things done and get them done now all right deanne thank you for your call eric omaha nebraska the great k-o-i-l go
12: hi mark thanks for taking my call and it's an honor to speak with you thank you um i am i am just to want to lead off that i am completely agree i completely agree with the Getting rid of the diversity program, I think it's, I, I think it's just absolutely unnecessary. But I, I work with um, Citizenship and Immigration Services, and I heard the gentleman that you had on the call earlier. Um, uh, you were, you were, you had some questions about the background check. Um,
1: Unfortunately, he left, but yes.
12: Yeah, uh, he uh, actually, with the, the interview process, is the very last thing in in the process that they do. Before they grant approval for for permanent residents, and I just want to let you know they go they do go through an extensive background check with the FBI. They do fingerprint checks. They do fraud detection. So
1: they do all that for the lottery program.
12: Yes, for for actually for yeah for the lottery program and every in every other application.
1: There. But the lottery program is faster.
12: It, it is faster because they get I I believe they get actually put ahead of. Of other applicants
1: because well, why of, would they be put ahead of other applicants I don't understand this program
12: I don't understand that either I mean I don't and I completely disagree with it but um, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's political
1: but and when yeah, we say I, we do extensive background checks the FBI check their background how does the FBI check the background of somebody from Uzbekistan
12: I have, I have no clue I know they have I know that we're tied into their system
1: um, but as far as the extent of the How do they check the background of somebody from Libya? Good question. Who are we even dealing with in Libya? Or Yemen? Or these other countries where these federal judges want to protect people who want to come to the United States? You can't vet people like this because we don't even know who we're talking to.
12: Right. It's kind of scary. And and so it's what you said. with, With the amount of applications that we've got to go through, uh, I think it's a concern with me as well as, as far as uh, how thorough we are on these on these checks before we before we do actually approve them.
1: All right, Eric, great call. I appreciate it. Let's keep rolling. Sean, Vancouver, Washington, the great KUFO. Go.
6: Hey Mark, uh, great honor to talk to you. I've been listening for a long time and really enjoy your program. Thank you. Um, that being said, sir, I uh, I was just wondering if we proposed a bill on the right uh, for a gun lottery license. Wow. And, and anybody could apply for that. I, I wonder what the left would think about that. And, and not only that, to take it a step further, once you got that license, then you could give a gun license to any one of your friends, no matter who they are, and, and,
1: family, and members, family members. Family members. Chain sure. gun migration.
6: Chain gun migration. I think it should be a new a new thing, according to the way
1: the left. Well, you know, is we we this. make these points, and and nobody really listens. I'll give you another one. I've talked about. If we can have uh, sanctuary cities, why can't we have Second Amendment cities, where the there, cities there say we, we don't abide by all these federal rules? You know, uh, we have our own rules. Do you think that would last long? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: Would last about two seconds. Yep. There would be no way. Chucky would be uh, be screaming from the from the rooftops.
1: All right, my friend. Appreciate it, Sean. Beautiful area, Vancouver, Washington. Danny, Little Rock, Arkansas, the great K A R N. Go. Man, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, I,
3: love show. I don't miss it. I don't miss it. Thank uh, you. All I had to say is I've been in the military, I've been to war, I've been to Iraq, uh, and I'm just. I'm, I'm Wow, so sick we salute you, liberal, brother. And I've been up- flown around the world, different places, and this and that. So I'm just so sick and tired of these liberal Democrats, Schumer especially, and, and all the rest of them, and even some Republicans. What is yep. wrong
1: with these people? <laughs> I what don't mean? know.
3: I don't either. But it's ridiculous. I mean, my whole life it's all—it's it's been like fight to the death. You have to. I mean, you know, to you get a uh, certain age, and I've been through cancer and everything
1: else. So. Oh wow! You've been uh, fighting all kinds yeah. of battles. But oh, listen, yeah. Danny, I'll tell you what. Don't hang up. I'm going to send you a. One year subscription to CRTV. You've certainly earned more than that. Don't hang up. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, the downside of having an older car you love, well, is that things start to go wrong. And they tend to snowball. Well, for me, there's an upside. I got extended vehicle service protection from CarShield for our 2010 Camaro. So I don't worry about big repair bills anymore. Getting covered by CarShield is such a great idea. It's affordable protection that can save you thousands for a covered repair. You know, a new fuel pump can cost over $500, and replacing a water pump's over over 1000 CarShield even has plans that cover your car's computer, GPS, electronics, and a lot more. CarShield's the ultimate in extended vehicle coverage, and they get your favorite mechanic or dealership paid directly. Sign up today and get 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is in the shop. Save yourself from high repair bills. Get covered by CarShield like I did before something goes wrong. Call 800 car 6100 mention code LEVIN. That's 800-CAR-6100-CODE-L-E-V-I-N. Or visit carshield.com, carshield.com, and use code LEVIN, and you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN. A deductible may apply. Great service. I've got it. All right. Let's see. Who do we have here? Josie, Pensacola, Florida, the great WCOA. How are you?
8: Hey, good evening, Mark. Uh, thank you for uh, taking my call tonight. You uh, bet. First of all, I'm a legal Latina that came 44 years ago to America, and they need to stop this lot of nonsense business here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally know a young man from Nigeria. Uh, he was taking a computer class with me. And uh, as soon as he arrived here uh, with a lot of visa, he, got, he qualified for everything for free including housing, Hmm. and uh, I don't think it's fair that we have to work hard to pay for all his bills. And uh, before you know it, I'm like, how did he get a U.S. resident so fast? Yeah. And now he's in the Air Force. So Mm -hmm. everything works so fast, and uh, he is a Muslim. So I'm afraid uh, a lot of Muslims are going to be in our military, and they're going to attack us personally later. Oh,
1: I don't think I, I... Look, we know of one case at Fort Hood, that's for sure, but um, hopefully the military has tightened things up. Thank you, uh, 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 Josie. I appreciate your call. Dr. Idell in Atlanta, Georgia, the great W-Y-A-Y. Go quickly, please.
8: Uh, yes, I, want, uh, I wanted to tell you I lived in the Middle East for 30 years, and I can tell you those visas that a lot of those people can get, they sell them for ten, fifteen, fifty thousand dollars 50000 out of the Middle East.
1: These diversity pay- visas?
8: Yeah, they'll they'll pay that much for a visa to get into the United States. So somebody from a, a family that gets the lottery visa, they can bring in 20 or 30 people. They can make about a million dollars from selling the visas to their pseudo-uncle, pseudo-cousin, pseudo-father, whatever. It is big business.
1: Now, what kind of doctor are you?
8: I'm a pastor.
1: You're a pastor. Okay. Yeah, well, thank I've you, lived Pastor. I've in the Middle
8: East for 30 years.
1: For 30 years. What country?
8: Saudi Arabia.
1: Saudi Arabia. That must have been tough.
8: Uh, yes. Yeah. We uh, basically worked among the poor women and children there, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Appreciate your call. Let's go to Anna quickly. Detroit, Michigan, on the Mark Levin app. Go.
13: I um, rent uh, to a lot of uh, people from all over the world. We have a little small community, and uh, many of them come uh, on those uh, visas, uh, lottery visas, and let me tell you, they do not want to assimilate in here. They bring their families, and not only that, they use our system to pocket money. They send it back to their countries, and they can't wait to make enough to go back. And they, uh, they, I ask them uh, if they like United States, and because I'm an immigrant myself, if I want to, I can put on a pretty heavy accent, and they tell me all kinds of different stories, and they are not, not going to. Uh, Stay here to, assume, um, to assimilate, and they don't. They don't love this country at all. They just come here because they want to take advantage of our system, and then they want to go back. And not only that, they're taking the best jobs uh, that are available.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call, Brad. Quickly, Austin, Texas, on the Levin app. Go.
3: Hey, Mark. Great talking to you. You're awesome, Thank you. And I love your show. Thank hey, you. Um, so,
9: you know, I've been thinking about why, and somebody mentioned this, does Schumer and these goofballs on the left make these dumb decisions like they do? With, um, For instance, Trump's travel bans. They get all up in arms. Call it a Muslim ban. We know it's not a Muslim ban. This a lottery deal. These are the things that Trump has warned about that we have all known since 9-11 that would happen. And I am thoroughly Thoroughly convinced that Schumer, Pelosi, Obama, all their ilk—they, these are things that they use as tools because they want to undermine and stick a knife into the ribs of what I believe is, is basically the Constitution, the Judeo-Christian beliefs of this country, the way we were founded, uh, uh, you know, the right-wing Christian ideology,
1: conservatism. Brad, I got to go. The music means I got to go. I appreciate your call, buddy. I really do, all of your calls. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I will be on Levin TV in two minutes. It's a great show tonight. I hope you'll check it out, and I'll be on the radio with you tomorrow as well. God bless each and every one of you.